0: Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refunds. Subscription auto renews. What up? What up, everybody? This is Double G for BSPN News for Friday, March 31st, the last day of March here, and the last day before the weekend. All right. I mentioned last time I did BSPN News that. Brad and I were going to come back after the giant opening day uh, game against the New York Yankees. Happy opening day to all all of you baseball fans. Unfortunately, Brad came down with some illness, and he is not feeling well. He couldn't shake it today and uh, could not do the show. So instead, you have me, and hopefully uh, come Monday, Brad will be feeling much better and will do a normal Thompson to Clark on Monday night. So, what happened with the Giants today? Well, before the game against the Yankees even started, and for people on the West Coast, it was a 10 a.m. start, so got out of bed, if you worked from home, you kind of had your coffee, you are working, game on in the background. That's kind of how I did it today. Um, The roster came out. And there were some very interesting decisions that the Giants made. One of them was Bryce Johnson was left off the 26 man roster, so he was reassigned to the minor leagues. I imagine that he is still in the mix as far as you know, an extra outfielder, someone to help them uh, with base running, with extra defense. But he was reassigned, and the Giants announced that they acquired Matt Beatty from the Kansas City Royals. And Beatty was immediately put on the roster. Left-handed bat coming off the bench. Uh, Brett Wisely also made the team. And the thought was that originally he was not going to make the team before they traded for Beatty. So... He was told he was going down to AAA, and then they changed their mind at the last minute. He is their current backup center fielder uh, rather than Johnson, and uh, he made his Major League debut today. Something that's interesting that and fun is that everybody who made their Major League debut on opening day, they got a patch, a special patch that mentioned their debut on their jersey. And uh, the I think I saw Michael Rubin, the guy who runs Fanatics, and Fanatics owns Tops, the, the baseball card company. He mentioned that those patches are going to allow them to create the ultimate rookie cards for some of these players. So really fun gimmick. If you're into the collectibles, uh, be on the lookout. I don't know when they didn't mention what's maybe it's the series two of whatever. Maybe it's a higher end card that's coming out from the tops brand, but uh, that was mentioned and that I've seen several stories about that. So that's a pretty fun idea. Uh, also Sean jelly, because they did not keep 13 pitchers. He was on the taxi squad. He was someone else who was thought to possibly make the team. Uh, Mitch Haniger and Austin Slater placed on the 10 day DL. And Steven Piscotty was released. He was granted his release. So all the drama of the roster before the game even started. And let's just say the roster building was actually more interesting than the baseball game that the Giants played if you were a Giants fan. Now, Lamont Wade opened up the game. And I think he walked on four pitches and I was like, oh, this is a good start. And then all of a sudden, Garrett Cole just started mowing down everybody. Garrett Cole threw six innings. And in those six innings, he gave up three hits. He walked two and had 11 strikeouts. I I don't even know if a giant uh maybe maybe Ty- uh maybe Tyro uh actually had a a, a good, you know got got good barrel on, on on a ball he may have been the only one um and he you know he's the only one on the giants who had more than one hit the the giants only had four hits overall those came from two from Tyro one from Roberto Perez who was the starting catcher in front of Joey Bart Another thing that was kind of eye-opening uh, on, on, from, from a lineup perspective. And uh, Michael Conforto also got a hit. Uh, Wilmer Flores, Jock Peterson also got walks. But multiple strikeouts for uh, a, a lot of the, the big hitters in the Giants lineup by Garrett Cole. Logan Webb, on the other hand, he pitched well with the exception of two home run balls, which accounted for three runs, which puts the Giants down uh, 3-0 by the fourth inning. But he actually had more strikeouts than Garrett Cole. Through six innings, he'd only given up the four hits, two of them home runs, two walks, and 12 strikeouts. And if you'd read Andy Baggerly's piece from, uh, I think it was a couple weeks ago, he wrote that because of the Giants' maybe being a little inefficient on defense and not really fixing that in the off season. They really wanted their starting pitchers to target going for the kill pitch. If they got two strikes and you saw it here today. Now the home plate umpire, uh, you know, he, he probably gave both pitchers about a half an inch off the outside corner, which was helpful in the strikeouts, but also, you know, these guys are getting to, to two strike counts very quickly both pitched really well, and again, Webb just you know had a couple of, of bad pitches that that went out of the ballpark. One by, yes, Aaron Judge. And and Logan, you had one job today. It was just to make sure that Aaron Judge, of all people, didn't leave the yard. But alas, he did. Gleyber Torres also hit the second home run. So Giants do not play today. They will not play again until tomorrow against the Yankees. So they, they have a day off. Play a game, have a day off, uh, and uh, and they will also have that in the next series against uh, Chicago. There's there's like a, a wacky day off uh, that that doesn't make normal sense to a baseball schedule. All right, what about the Warriors? Well, there were only two ba- two basketball games tonight, and one of them was, you know, Denver Nuggets. Can you do us a solid? Now I have no idea if uh, if Jokic. And you know what? I can probably figure this out. Let let let's do some last minute uh brow- web browsing here and let's figure out because the Pelicans whooped the Denver Nuggets, one hundred and seven to eighty eight, and nope, no Jokic. So that makes a lot of sense. Uh, as to why the Pelicans uh, beat on them pretty good. But the reason why I was saying, you know, could, could the Nuggets do us a solid is because the Pelicans are still right behind the Warriors in that uh, seventh spot. They are now tied with the Minnesota Timberwolves uh, for seventh and they hold the seventh and eighth spots right now in the Western Conference. The Warriors are still in six by full game, a game and a half upon the Lakers who are in ninth. And they play the Spurs tonight, like I said the other night. Nothing's really a gimme with this Warriors team, but you would hope that the Spurs at 19-57, and uh, they are the third worst team in the NBA, only behind the Pistons and the Rockets. You would imagine that they're not going to give too much of a fight here, but this Warriors team has been so inconsistent or I should say they're actually pretty consistent. They're just consistently average at home. It's been a different story. So 31 and eight at home, you would imagine that they can put this game away. Hopefully they put it away quickly. So a lot of their players who have heavy tread on the tires this year do not have to play a a lot of minutes, but it's playoff time. So those guys are going to play now the team ahead of the Warriors, the Clippers, they are a full game ahead of the Warriors. They're 41 and 36. Warriors are 40 and 37. They play the Memphis Grizzlies, who are 48 and 28, second in the West, and also pretty hot. They are 8 and 2 in their last 10, though the Clippers, 7 and 3 in their last 10, and the Clippers have actually won their last two while the Grizzlies lost their last game. So that will be also a game to keep an eye on if you are watching or maybe even hoping the Warriors can get up to fifth or fourth. I just don't believe it because every time we've expected the Warriors to start playing better and to maybe catch a streak, they don't. And so I'm just holding grasping onto that sixth spot and hope that they don't fall any further than that because falling any further than that means play in time. And, and I don't, I just do not want to see that. I don't want to mess with this play-in. So, uh, what about the 49ers here? Well, there's only, you know, we're in the off-season, so not a ton of 49ers news. But there was a uh, a nice little article Q&A by Matt Barrows on, uh, came out on Thursday, and there's a discussion, you know, what about Trey Young or Trey Young? What about Trey Lance? Could the Niners trade him? Will he be traded? And that that was a question that that uh, Matt answered a few different times, and his answer is that they would not trade Trey because a they would they probably wouldn't be able to get much for him. He's not had he does he does they don't have any leverage with him because he hasn't played, and and so you don't know what you have. But the other reason is because their quarterback room is two of their guys are coming off of injury and they signed Sam Darnold and Rod and I talked about this on, on Sunday night about how the 49ers see Darnold and John Lynch, but basically made a statement that said, you know, we kind of think it was just bad fits and we could actually fix him. That's what it sounded like. He, he was saying so, the reason to not trade Trey is that they just need depth. They need guys. They went through the whole season going into the NFC championship game last year with Brock Purdy, and then he got hurt and they didn't have anybody to back him up uh, who could actually play. So that would be the reason to keep Trey. And uh, the only, the other thing I forgot to mention with the Warriors is uh, Tim Kawakami. If you listen to his podcast, he did a really good interview with Steve Kerr talking about why it's so hard for young players to have an effect on winning Uh, a little bit about Draymond and, and why Kerr doesn't believe this is similar to uh, the last dance, the, the Chicago bulls dynasty a little bit about Bob Myers as well. And a real, really fun interview with Steve Kerr. Kerr's really good at this stuff. And Tim's Tim's an excellent uh, question asker as well. Okay. Uh, So everybody have a great weekend. Like I said, Brad and I should be back on Monday. If something happens with Brad's and he's still not feeling a hundred percent, we may we may move it. But the hoping and, and crossing my fingers for for Monday evening to come back
1: with Brad. So, uh, thank you for listening. See you when we see you. Peace out. This is Andy Herman from the Packaday Podcast. In case you didn't know, the show you're listening to right now, as well as my show, is part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. BlueWire was founded in 2018 on the concept that independent podcasts would be more successful if we worked together. Today, BlueWire has grown to feature 300 shows led by former athletes, media professionals, and passionate fans. Over the past few years, BlueWire has privately raised over $10 million to expand their team, their podcast network, and business operations. Now they are raising another round on WeFunder. WeFunder is a crowdfunding service that connects startups with investors. It's a cool platform that gives everyone the opportunity to be part of a growing startup. You can invest for as little as $100. In other words, you don't have to be a millionaire to invest in cool companies on WeFunder. BlueWire is raising money to expand their sales team and improve operations, which in turn will help this show continue to grow. If you would like to be part of the BlueWire investment round or want to find out more information, go to WeFunder.com BlueWire. That's WeFunder.com BlueWire.